Hello, family. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Ebony Wilson, and you have joined the Voice of Many Waters podcast. It's been a couple weeks since I've been on here, just going through life. Um, I really decided to wait and make sure that the Lord had a message for me and that I wasn't doing things out of my flesh, which which there's uh, nothing wrong with doing messages. But I did a message probably about three weeks ago, and I realized, it was on Mother's Day, actually, and I realized that I did the message out of my flesh. I was upset because things weren't working right, and I just made that known. And it was, it's nothing wrong with telling your feelings, but I realized after I watched the message that a lot of it was, it was just fleshly, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't Lord. So I am back. Um, And the Lord has a word for you today, and it's simply about resting in Him. And although it is a simple thing, and many times it's not a simple thing. Since the Garden of Eden, we've been asked as man and woman to rest. Rest in the Lord. Submit to Him. And allow him to take care of you. Allow him to lead you. Rest and have confidence in him. That he's going to take care of you. That he will work out all things. Even those bad things. For your good. For those that love him. So what we're going to do now. Is go ahead and pray. And then we're going to go ahead and get into it. Father God I praise you. I thank you Lord for your sacrifice. I thank you, Lord, that you never leave us nor forsake us. I pray, Lord, that you are with me and I know that you are. Lord, speak to your people tonight. God, I pray that every heart be open to your word, Lord. I pray that you would give all the listeners, all my brothers and sisters, ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to receive. God, I release my very being to you. I release my tongue to you, Lord. I love you, and this is yours. All glory be to you, God, and I thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Also want to go ahead and do my disclaimer. Uh, If you come to this channel, it is solely about God, about the triune God, Yahweh. Yahweh and his son, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, whether you want him to be or not, that's what he is. And also, Holy Spirit. God's been talking to me a lot and teaching me, as I'm sure he has you, because that's what he's doing. And I just want to say, if you guys hear my kids, I'm at home, so you may hear them. I told them to be quiet, so hopefully you won't. But hey, if you do, that's life and that's how it works. So what I'm going to do is go ahead and get in it. Like I said, don't come on this station thinking you're about to get some foolery because you're not. It's all about God. And so we're going to get into it. I wrote a lot of notes because my last message as well, I didn't feel like I was prepared, um, didn't write any notes. And I know the Lord leads us, but I like to at least have an idea, you know, of what um, we're talking about because during the week, you know, the Lord downloads things. And so you just want to get those things down. So I'm going to talk about rest and all the Lord has ever wanted for his people, for his family, the church. Um, is rest. And from the beginning of man's existence on this earth, 
That is what the Lord wanted. The Lord's definition for you and I to trust in him is to trust in him. I'm sorry, with everything we have inside of us, everything we have inside of us. He wants us to lay it at his feet and say, here you go, Lord. I want you to take care of this. I leave this for you. I'm going to take your yoke and I'm going to give you mine. That's what he wants for us, family. He's reaching out to you in the church. Um, there are uh, non-believers in Christ listening. He wants the same thing for you. If you're listening, this is a call to you right now. And, and for the church, he wants us to walk in holiness. We should all begin right now. And not look back to walk in holiness. Ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Some days, it gets rough some days. Because we got so much going on, so much distraction. Like, this is a crazy week for me. Because I have my 8th grader graduating, my kindergartner graduating, and I have a senior graduating. So, got a lot going on. But I just been feeling the urgency to get this out. And so here I am. Um, notice that before there were other people besides Adam and Eve, when it was only them before, before even Satan came into the garden to mess with them, they fell. So before that even happened, God had placed men in paradise. And Adam's job was to maintain the garden. It was to maintain the garden. It was not to be and work this garden and labor as we do now which is what happened after the fall the curse not only was adam uh, kicked out eve kicked out having pain and birth all the things that you know came with them falling they had to work the ground they didn't do that before god placed it there and all they had to do was maintain it they didn't have to work as what happened after by the sweat of their brow they didn't have to do that. Uh, he was not only to maintain the physical garden, but to preserve all the Lord our creator had taught him. So he was to preserve the word that God gave him as we are to preserve the word that God gives us. And he was also to maintain that garden. He was to take care of it. God gives us salvation. God is calling out to you. He calls out to us and say, come. He says, come. I want you to live eternally with me. I want to take you from the bondage of sin, being a slave to sin. And once you get that, now you have to learn how to maintain your salvation. You have to learn how to preserve it in any way that you can. The It can be extreme. And I don't mean extreme like crazy extreme. I mean... If you want to drink, you want to smoke, you want to do whatever it is that is against God that he doesn't like, then you need to say, you know what? I don't want these things around me. It's really not that extreme, right? If you don't really want to do those things, then tell the Lord you need help. Tell those people around you, you're trying to do better. You don't need that. And if they don't want to change their ways and they still want to do what they're doing around you, then you need to rethink who you're around. We have to fight for our salvation sometimes. I do. You know, I do. 
I was having to drink wine um, some weeks ago. And the Lord, he was not happy with that. And he warned me twice about it. And I thought just a little bit, I wasn't getting drunk or anything like that. Just having some wine. Uh, my sister-in-law would come over, have some wine with her. Or I have some wine in the evening, a glass of wine. And it all started from when me and my husband went on vacation and we had some wine, which I didn't feel convicted by that. But the Lord let me know. He gave me a dream and then he gave me a, another revelation. I won't explain that at the time, but he showed me that just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit of sin can cause you to lose the things that are important to you. Now, I know some people drink and that's okay, but you kind of, you just got to go deeper and really look at what you're doing and look at where it can lead you. The Lord does not want us to drink. He wants us to be sober-minded at all times. And I know there are going to be people that do not agree with that, and that's okay. Anyway, I kind of got off track. But what I want to say in that is I learned, and he rebuked me for that. And he let me know that this is not a time as it was before. The glory is coming. The glory is coming. And we have to be sanctified within ourselves. We have to be holy within ourselves to carry that glory. Me running around drinking is not going to sanctify my being. It's not going to sanctify my being. It's not going to sanctify your being either. We have to be ready to carry the glory. We have to preserve what the Lord has given us. Man was immediately given a choice of life or death in the garden. It was their choice to make. As it is my choice and your choice to make those thousands of choices we have a day. We have to make a choice whether we're going to stand righteously or not. Whether we're going to serve Satan, the enemy. Because I'm trying not to say his name. The enemy. Or we're going to serve God. In that garden, as we all know, there was the tree of life and there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, God tells us there was a reason he didn't want them to eat from that tree. And we are to be obedient whether we understand it or not. But they also had life right there. And they didn't choose it. Just marinating it. They, they did not choose it, right? God plainly told them they could choose life because he didn't deny them to eat from the tree of life. He also plainly said not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because if they did, they would die. And we must know that God's truth is absolute. And they indeed were given the facts as we are today by our father. I'm giving you facts right now. Will you rest in the Lord or will you labor and worry unnecessarily? The Lord wants you to rest in him. Trust him with your life. Do you believe he is as big as he is? He is the almighty God. 
He is El Shaddai, which means that he is pure. He is without blemish or mixture. He is perfect. His truth is absolute. Hold on a minute, because I looked this up the other day, and I was so taken aback, and I thought it was so beautiful. I have so many notes, guys. I think it's in my other notebook. But basically, when I looked it up, God is absolute. He is pure. He is not restrained by the laws of this world at all. He is the creator of all. He is perfect. And he will hold us up. He will keep us and preserve us if we let him. We have to submit. We have to trust him. We have to. Every time I do a video, he he talks to me. He trains me through those videos. It's, it's really amazing. So... You always have a choice, and I implore you to choose life. I implore you to choose life. All we have to do is look at what's going on around us in our country, the United States, around the world. And you can see that this is not the same. It's not the norm, and it never will be the norm again. And you want to be on the right side of things. You want to give your life to the one true living God who loves you and who wants you to be a part of the kingdom of God. I know you guys probably get tired of me talking about the kingdom of God, but I'm going to continue to talk about it every week I come on here. Every week. He tells us to cast all our cares upon him. That's in 1 Peter 5. Well, guys, this leads me to chapter 16. When I read this a couple weeks ago, I've been stuck on that chapter. Honestly, I've been stuck on it. I read it before. But it was just like, it was nothing like I had read before. And you know how that works. You'll read something a million times. And then at that time when you need it, God, he'll, he'll catch you. So... I believe that this chapter is about our faith in our Lord God and about resting in him. So we see from the beginning that we should have rested. They didn't rest. Adam and Eve didn't rest. When the enemy came, and I'm pretty sure he came more than once. But this was the day they fell. And I don't know if he came more than once. I don't know. But I know if... I, you know what? I'm going to leave that one alone because really I don't know. Because we have Adam and Eve at the beginning. By the time he got to our Lord Jesus, he knew by then he had learned the ropes. Okay, all I got to do, I got to keep coming back. Got to keep coming back. We know that didn't work with Jesus. But with humans, with us, uh, and he was human because at that point he had given up his divinity and he was the son of man. And he came as a son of man to teach us that we could do the same. That we can live a life that is truly blameless. But we have to be fully submitted to the Father as he was. So I really want to focus on uh, Mark 16 verses 14 through 20. I'm going to go ahead and read that to you. 
Um, and what happened, a little back text for you, what happened before I start reading 14, which is the Great Commission. Um, the Lord had risen. Mary Magdalene, um, Jesus' mom, they had came to the tomb. He was gone. Um, there was an angel there that told him he had risen. Go tell the guys, basically, that he's risen. They didn't believe him. The two guys on the road, I think to Aramaeus, I may be saying that wrong, but the two guys on the road when Jesus revealed himself to them after he broke bread, um, they didn't believe it. Nope, nope. They believed him, but when they went to tell the disciples, the disciples did not believe um, Mary Magdalene or the two guys that were walking on the road. So, okay, now we go to 14. It says, later he appeared to the 11 as they sat at the table. And he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God, our father. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Wow. Once again, rest. The Lord came back, as he said. He revealed himself to people to go and tell the disciples. And they did not believe. He told them he was coming back. He told them he would rise again. But they did not discern what he was saying. They did not believe that who he said he was and what he said he would do. It, it was too big. It had to be. It was too big for them. They couldn't believe it. Well, we say we believe in God and we love him. And I believe a lot of us, we, we do. But do we really realize how big he is? And that what he says he will do, he will do. That he will never leave you nor forsake you. That if you cast your cares upon them, upon him, he will take them. And he will give you his love, which his yoke, excuse me, his yoke, which is light. He will. That's what he's been talking to me about. He's been talking to me about resting. He's been talking to me about trusting him about believing so i really want to focus on verses 14 through 20 and remember we are talking about resting in our lord jesus which takes faith you don't see it they didn't have the faith you can't walk by sight right not with the lord not with the Lord. And that's what he was doing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's what he was doing. He didn't go straight to them. He didn't go straight to the 11 that was left now. He went to a few others. They knew him. And these guys knew that Jesus knew them as well. And because they didn't see him themselves, they couldn't believe it. 
Friends, do you believe? We're not walking with him every day. Do you believe? When I say rest, I don't mean rest as in not doing anything. Because we are to co-labor with the Lord. We are to co-labor with him. So, it doesn't mean we don't do anything. Adam had work to do in the garden. Again, all he had to do was maintain it. But I mean that we should have such confidence in the Almighty that we give our everything that we are and everything we have to follow him. Whatever he asks. I don't know what it's going to be for you. It might be one time you, you give your car to that person. He asks you to give your car. You give your car. Or he asks you to give someone some money. You give someone some money. He's asked people to do that. He hasn't asked me to do that. Uh, maybe money. I'm not a rich person by any means. But <laughs> he has asked me to do things. And honestly, I haven't always done them. But that's not the place I want to live anymore, friend. And I hope that that's not the place you guys want to live anymore either. God wants you to know that you can rest in him. You don't have to worry. You don't have to look to every religion that is around and every person out here spewing garbage. Look to the one true God who's a creator. Again, to lay down our will in exchange for his. We have to lay down our will. We have to lay down what we want, our desires. Because when it tells you in the Bible that he'll give you the desires of his heart, of your heart, he's put the desires there. How beautiful is that? He's put the desires there. Rest in him. But you have to have faith. You have to believe. When the Lord came to them, he rebuked them. In verse 14, the Lord rebuked his disciples. Those that followed him. He rebuked them. He rebuked their unbelief and their hardness of heart. The bottom line is they did not believe. And the word, the Greek word for that is unadizo. Probably saying it wrong. But it's number 3679 in the Strong's Concordance. And in the New King James, the word is upbraided. He upbraided them. Well, you, when you read this word, you realize that he didn't just come in there and say, you guys should have believed me. No, he, he went off. Okay. It says defame, reproach, revile, that is rail at, chide them, cursed his tooth. Like I do with my kids. Suffer reproaches. <laughs> From a primitive root meaning to abraid, revile, like in showing one's teeth. Properly to disgrace, insult, reproach, mock, curse. Viewing someone or something as culpably guilty and therefore deserving punishment. And when you look up unbelief. It's five, seven, number 570. It's faithlessness. That is disbelief, lack of Christian faith, or unfaithfulness, disobedience, unbelief. 
So he didn't come in there just talking nice, saying you guys should have believed. No. He was upset because they did not believe. They did not have the faith. Just because they did not see him then and he was not there. That's how we have to walk today. And there are many that say, oh, well, I won't believe they want a wood statue. <laughs> it's so stupid. Some wooden thing that you pray to. It's not a lie. Doesn't speak to you. Doesn't care about you. Doesn't love you. Won't get you out of a bind. Won't sing songs over you when you wake up. I've, had, I've woken up and the Lord just singing over me. Really. So beautiful. I woke up like a couple weeks ago. And as soon as I woke up, it's pitch dark in the house. And I get up, you know, I try to get up early so I can spend time with the Lord. Most days I do. And he was singing. I don't I don't know who it was. I know it was from heaven. I knew that. And it was in my spirit. I could hear it. What a friend we have in Jesus. And that was the song, and they just kept singing that song, and it just sounded so beautiful. And I didn't know the words to the song, and I went and looked it up. And that song talks about what we go through, <laughs> the the trials and the troubles. Trials and troubles are going to be there. It's what you do when they come. Are you going to try to figure it out? Because like I read in my Jesus Calling today, If you are trusting in yourself, then you need to worry. But if you are trusting in the Lord Jesus, you don't have to worry. He said it's counterproductive. It is a, like a, a cursed thing to him. The Lord wants you to know that he wants you to rest. Rest, wait on him, listen to what he has to say. He wants to lead you out of that dark cave. He wants to lead you out of the bondage that you were in. I'm going to be getting into speaking to you guys about deliverance because the Lord wants to deliver us all. He tells us we all got demons. We all got things that we're... That are in us that we don't even know about that are controlling us. But that's a whole other story. But I want to get back to that. And we will be talking about that. Because the Lord is teaching uh, quite a few people I see right now about, about uh, del deliverance ministry. So he said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every single creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. I said, wow, God. It, it is not like I didn't know this. It's not like I hadn't read this. Not like I haven't even said that I haven't said it because I have. But you know that you know when you know. You know what I mean? And it's like that day when I read this, I was like, wow. I go out there. I preach his word. I I proclaim his word because it is absolute truth. 
So I go out here and I speak his word. I preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. It's not on me. Whether they believe or not. What should be correct as as it pertains to me is the way I conduct myself. That I should walk in the ways of the Lord. That I should be encouragement. That I should be light and salt to the world. But other than that, if they don't believe, they have condemned themselves. So what I do and what I need to do is go out and preach that word to everybody I can preach it to. So that's where I'm at right now. And I can't be afraid. It doesn't matter who it is. I got to go out and preach the kingdom of God. The gospel. And love. It's not on us though. We go out and preach it. And God will do the rest. And then in verse 17, it says, my, my Bible focus, y'all. And these signs will follow those who believe. You'll be able to cast out demons. You'll speak in new tongues. You'll be able to take up serpents. Right? And if, they, if you drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt you. And you will lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. What's that say to you? You know what it said to me the other day when I read it again? That if I'm God's daughter, which he calls me his daughter, and he's my father. And I know that I was created to be like Jesus. I know I was created to walk in such a time as this, just like you are. You're not here by mistake. You're not watching this by mistake. Then these things will follow. Those five things that I just named, they will follow you. They should be following you. But let's not forget this. What should we be doing? We should be activating. We should be actively doing these things. We should be resting in him. But out there preaching the creature, preaching to every creature. We should be setting the captives free. I am not only speaking to you. I am speaking to myself because the Lord is speaking to me and he's speaking to you. I don't I don't see this in the church. Not really. I don't see it in the church. But this is what God wants. This is what has to happen. We have to stand up and we have to remember that God's in control. Let me t- let me finish this. Verse 19. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was he was received into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming through Confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Wow. So you mean to tell me the Lord. This is after the Lord is risen. Okay. He is risen. 
He is sitting at the right hand of the Father. So now the disciples go out. They are obedient. They go out. They do what the Lord says. And they go out and they preach everywhere. The Lord working with them. Co-laboring with them. And what happened? He, not them, our Lord Jesus Christ, who sits at the right hand of the Father. He is confirming the word through the accompanying signs. They will follow you. Because he's doing them. If we're obedient to get out here and preach the word to everyone. These things will follow us. Right? He said, and these signs will follow those who believe. That walk by faith and not by sight. Who believe this word. Who believe that this is absolute truth. And when you see somebody. That is oppressed. By demons. Which um, pretty much almost every human being. Most human beings. Yeah. What the Lord is teaching me. It is most human beings. And for you in the church. Doesn't mean you're a horrible person. The enemy does not fight fair. Now is the time to learn about deliverance. So you can be free. So then once you're free of demonic spirits, it just sounds so bad and ugly. And it is. It is. But let me tell you, friend, I kind of tell you today, we can be free. Because once you're delivered of that, you continue to fill yourself up with God. That's what you do. It's work. It's all work. But we can do it together. Everybody got to stop fighting. And worrying about this denomination, this denomination, this stupid race war that is trying to get started. The enemy is behind it. We don't fight against flesh and blood. You fight against the enemy and all that's under him. That's what you're fighting against. I see a race war being started. And it's so stupid. I don't care if you're black, white, green, or blue. Let's have respect for each other. People get mad at me. They look at me. I'm not going to hate all white people. I, I, I don't hate anybody. But I'm saying, just because someone does something and they're of a certain color, I'm not just going to... Oh, I don't like white people. Oh, I don't like black people. Oh, I don't, I don't like Asian people. Whatever it is, it's wrong and it's stupid. And people need to stand up. Everybody's laying down. Someone called my son a nigger about three weeks ago. One of my sons. It was a little white boy. But of course, I know he heard that from his parents or someone. But you know what I told my son? I said, pray for him. I know you're upset. Nobody's trying to take that away from you. But if you let that sit in you, it's poison. It's an entry for the enemy to come in. I'm telling you, it is. No, I don't, don't hate don't hate white people. Sorry. 
I love God. And God ain't about racism. And if you read his word, you'll see that. Really sit down and read. You will see that. It's one race. Different ethnicities, nationalities. One race. We all bleed red. All of us. We all got the same issues too. Believe it or not. Some people just giving it over to God a little bit better than others. And some not at all. Some out there faking. Our Lord went and sat at the right hand of the Father. But he's still working with us. That's good news. This has been the Voice to Many Waters podcast. If you'd like to contact me, my email address is the Voice of Many Waters 01 at gmail.com. Again, the Voice of Many Waters 01, the number is 01 at gmail.com. God bless you, and I hope you enjoyed this message. Have a great weekend. I mean, week, or it's Monday, sorry. A great week, and God bless you. God bless all the graduates out there. And just thank you. And I'll see you hopefully this weekend. Rest in the Lord. Take time out every day just to think on him. Talk to him. And then wait and listen. You got to get in a place without distraction. I'm trying to encourage everybody. Get up in the morning before everybody get up. It's the best time. I thank you all again for joining me. Have a good one.